0: Hi everyone, welcome to Living at the Speed of Light, the Bipolar Podcast. I'm Katie and I live in Reading in the UK with my cat Tilly and my partner Jimmy. I have bipolar type 1 and I was diagnosed in 2012. So why have I started a podcast? Well, if you don't know already, I've written a book called Living at the Speed of Light, Navigating Bipolar Disorder from Depression to Mania and Everything in Between. It explores my own journey and experiences of living with bipolar. But I thought, there's tons of memoirs out there. What I couldn't find was a no-nonsense guide to bipolar disorder from someone with actual real lived experience. So I decided to write one. It's due out in March 2021. And I thought, why not start a podcast that includes some of the themes I cover in the book to give you a little taster of what it's going to be like. So, here we are. Today I wanted to talk about mania. If you're not familiar with what mania is, it's more than just feeling good. This is a common misconception. It's very complicated. And today I wanted to talk about some of the things people don't really know about mania and aren't very often talked about. When someone asks me the question, what's it like to be manic? It's it's not just a simple answer. I'm never going to say, oh, it's really fun or it makes me feel amazing because it's just too simplistic and often it's just not true. You know, I have to really think about my answer because it's not something you can sum up in a couple of sentences. You know, mania goes through stages. There's different symptoms that appear, that disappear and then resurface again. So I wanted to look at some of the things that happen when we're manic. Obviously, everyone's experience is different. So if you know someone that has bipolar, or you live with bipolar, you're going to have a different experience to me. If you know someone with bipolar, talk to them about their experiences and learn what they deal with and what they go through. So something that's major for me when I'm manic is anger. Now I'm not talking about irritability, like you might have with depression, what I mean is real intense anger. My partner and I have coined the phrase Casey rage to describe it because I kind of hulk out and turn into this entirely different person, you know, I'm completely unrecognisable. One way I describe anger is it's like a constant itch I can't scratch. I can't seem to find any relief from this anger I'm feeling and I just can't get to it, can't stop it. really good example of anger for me and how random it is is and out the blue it is is I have a scar on my right knuckle from when I punched the wall I hit it so hard I left a dent in our bedroom wall in our last um house we lived in that was rented so I had to explain why I'd punched the wall which was awkward so you'd think that it was something unbelievably dramatic that happened to make me do it but In reality, all I'd found out was that day I couldn't get the day off work, so I couldn't go to a party that night, and that was it. And I got stuck in this loop of anger, like I often do. And it's this one little thing will trigger it, and then I can't move on from it. It just keeps going around and around in my head until I can find some kind of outlet for it. And in this example, it was punching the wall. Another thing that is quite common is having this sort of unrivaled confidence confidence that turns into arrogance and honestly you just come across as a bit of a dick i'll believe i'm the most important person in the room actually i'll know i'm the smartest most valuable person not just in the room but on the planet anyone that disagrees with me is wrong anyone that calls me out is an idiot even when the right answer is staring me in the face, I just won't believe it. And I have to be right because nothing else would make sense. So this anger that I experience often leaks into this confidence and this arrogance that I experience. I'm not usually like that. I'm not a very arrogant person at all. Because I feel that I can do no wrong, when I see people doing something differently to me or listening to my opinions, it makes me extremely angry. I feel like there's this tremendous pressure in my head that I can only release from screaming or shouting, ranting and raving. Another thing people experience um, with mania, not everybody, is delusional thinking. So delusional thinking might seem like confidence, but it goes further. So you might actually truly believe that you're all powerful and invincible. Some people have paranoid delusions as well where they uh think that people are out to get them that there's people spying on them the government might be spying on them things like that and that is something that can happen when you're manic alongside this people with mania may also see hear or feel things that aren't really there and those are hallucinations and delusional thinking and hallucinations come under psychosis i hear voices And sometimes, when I'm manic, they're very comforting. But mostly they drive my manic behaviours. And they push me to take risks and do things I wouldn't normally do. So I'm going to go on to the last one, which is overspending. Not, whoops, I've lost track of how much I spent on Saturday night. I mean, serious crippling debt. You know, making the choice between the gas meter and food sort of debt, which has happened to me. The kind of debt where you have bailiffs knocking at your door and you're hiding inside which is something i again i've done i find it's like a compulsion i can't control i know i don't have enough money to cover my spending but i just don't think about the consequences you know mania makes me believe that everything will just magically sort itself out and that it doesn't matter so usually the things i spend my money on are just useless or meaningless stuff i don't really need could be shoes it could be bags clothes it's been collectible toys even lego figurines yeah really free in the morning games consoles hotel rooms holidays you know i could go on and on with the kind of things i've spent money on it's weird because i'm not a materialistic person by nature but with mania i just can't help myself it's just this overwhelming compulsion You know, overspending can have a huge impact on your day-to-day life, especially when that episode of mania has ended. You realise how much you spent, and it can lead to debt, it can lead to anxiety over money, and even not having enough money to cover all your bills. It also has an effect on your credit score, because I've been in situations where I felt like I didn't have to pay bills because I was too important to pay bills. And that's one of the reasons why I had the bailiffs come to my house. One time, I'll give you an example. One time, during a serious, like, extended bout of mania, I amassed four store cards and three credit cards. And I maxed them all out. And I found myself in, a like, this mountain of debt, like thousands of pounds worth. And I couldn't afford the repayments. And I was threatened with bailiffs. Even though I was... Earning quite a reasonable wage, I had to give up my flat that I was living in. Luckily, I know how privileged I am, I could move in with my parents. But I still had to pay rent to them, and somehow had to reach the repayments every month. And on top of that, I was basically sharing a room with my younger brother. So that wasn't good either. (laughs) It's strange to me that as a young person with bipolar, I was free to collect as many credit and store cards as I wanted, which I think is awful. You know, there must be some way that you can stop someone that's manic from amassing all this debt. I don't know how. There might be an answer out there. I don't know. I'm still paying this off years later, and sometimes I'll get to the point where I think, oh, I've paid it off, I've nearly paid it off. And then I get manic again, and I spend even more and think, oh, no. <laughs> i have got to pay it all again uh at one point i got to the point where i would regularly go beyond my overdraft limit and had literally nothing to fall back on and i would be sent these messages like we're going to charge you five pounds a day until you're back in your overdraft and i would think well i have no money if you're going to charge me five pounds a day i'm going to go into my overdraft even more next month anyway thanks that's a whole other conversation so as well today I want to share what mania really is, what it's like to live with and the kind of things I've done when I've been very unwell. So I've put together a list of all the random things I've done and some of the main symptoms I experience. Again it's going to be different for everybody but this is my experience. So mania is running into the garden armed with a water pistol completely naked, shouting, you little fucker, at the top of my voice, while chasing a cat round the garden. And this was in a terrace street, gardens all around me, terrace housing opposite us, overlooking us, and me running around, screaming at the top of my voice, naked, in the middle of winter, in the garden. So yeah, um, that was fun. (laughs) I mean, some of the stories I do look back at and laugh at and think oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Some of them, though, aren't so good. So I've done things like put a trip to Japan on the credit card. I'll laugh uncontrollably and jump on the bed for no reason, like a little toddler. I've had temper tantrums, like a toddler, where I've just screamed and shouted, screeched, stamped my feet. For literally hours on end, like, stuck in this anger. I'll talk incessantly at a really fast pace and it will annoy everyone around me and they'll just want to get away from me because I I am so annoying when I'm manic. Once I was in a restaurant with my partner and we somehow we got on to talking about prison. I have no idea. It was one of those rambling conversations that you have. So I decided to stand up and loudly with a steak knife in my hand, explain how to properly shank somebody in the middle of a restaurant on a Saturday night. Mania is walking home from town alone in the early hours of the morning. It's sleeping less than three hours a night. It's working out obsessively. It's confronting complete strangers when they're rude to you, when they're being aggressive, when they've upset a friend. It's driving recklessly so I might tailgate people I'll drive too fast I'll speed I've even crashed my car a couple of times but that's another story for another time it's having such a high sex drive I'll wake up at four in the morning and want sex and wake my partner up for it which sometimes he's okay with but it is four in the morning so you know I'll have ridiculously high expectations of people around me I'll rant angrily at people relentlessly I've made family and friends cry when I've made rude statements about them, and told them they're wrong or told them they're stupid, told them they don't care about enough about things. I yeah made people cry. It's horrible. And and later when I'm stable, I feel so bad about it. I ridiculed people I love in public. I'll deliberately be really belligerent and combative just to start an argument, because I want one. I've done things like, I started growling at work, um, because I read somewhere it was a stress reliever. So I just started growling all the time at work. I'd be standing in the reception area, growling. Um, (laughs) it's so weird. I don't know why, it's so embarrassing, it's so weird. So yeah, some of the things I do are just weird. It can go from my mind being Buzzing one moment with this euphoria and excitement, and then the next minute I'm just full of anger and this sheer animosity at everyone and everything. So, this might sound weird, but I look back at pictures of myself when I know I've been manic and I see this little twinkle in my eyes in the photos. And my mum, bless her, will say to me, Are you manic? Because I can see a twinkle in your eye, your eyes look brighter. I mean, that just might be because I'm overexcited all the time when I'm manic, but maybe there's something to it. I'd like to say again, mania varies for everyone that experiences it. For each individual, it's a complex set of symptoms. So listen to people's experiences of mania and ask how you can support them. So it could be keeping an eye on significant changes to their behaviour or their spending, You know, small gestures can make a really positive impact. So that's it for today. I'd love to hear your comments about the podcast. Let me know if there's a subject you'd like me to cover in future episodes. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at katieconnybearwriter or on Twitter at katieconnybear. And thank you so much for listening.